morning sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast i'm your host of the show kenneth cotterell and this morning show is all about sports and the world of betting we talk about the day that was in the sports world including our athlete of the day we then talk about the games coming up on the slate for today a bit of a lighter day here on monday but nonetheless talk about the games from today and what bets we like with our competitive hedge lay of the day that is our daily three-team parlay. No odds worse than minus 150. And so we're going to get right into things. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet99. For all our Canadian listeners, Bet99 offers you a sports welcome offer when you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS. Bet99 will match your deposit 100% up to $600. So head over to Bet99 today to make your bets. Use the bets from today's show. Also follow us on all of our social media accounts at CompHedgePod, where you will find our daily fan parlays or other plays that we like, including our player prop lines, which we had a great player prop line day yesterday. But before we talk about yesterday's bets, we got to give our athlete shout out of the day to Rafael Nadal, who picked up his 14th French Open title. That is not a typo, 14th French Open title. He beat Casper Ruud in straight sets, 6-3, 6-3, 6-0. That is his 22nd Grand Slam title. He battled through a left foot injury all throughout the tournament. He said had it been any other event, he likely would have withdrew, and he's going to require some surgery. Is this the end of Nadal? It potentially could be given uh, the severity of this injury. We've already seen guys like Roger Federer who have not played just because they're getting up there in age and having major surgeries. So he's 14-0 in French Open Finals. He's 112-3 overall at the event. That might be one of the most impressive records in all of individual sports. Just incredible stuff from Nadal. So he justifiably is our athlete of the day for that historic feat. But we took a few days off the show, enjoyed our weekend a little bit. Um, but we're back today. We'll go through our last three days bets wise. Friday could have been a lot better. We were three and three on the prop bet side, two and one on the parlay side. Uh, Tampa Bay blew it for us that night, but we did have Diamondbacks and then the White Sox raise over. Saturday, we were 0 and three on the parlay. <laughs> Reds blew it versus the Nationals. D backs blew it against the Pirates. And then Houston and KC over nine and a half was a miss. But we went 5-1 and one on the player props side. We had Smith saves, Nikchushkin points, Vladdy had a home run, Berrios hit his Ks and Davies. But the L was for Arenado, unfortunately. And then when we're talking Sunday bets, 2-1 and one on the parlay. This one was a dagger. We did have the Atlanta Dream minus 6.5. They won by 9. We had the Sparks and the Mercury under 170. They finished at 155. 
And then the one that killed it was aces minus eight and a half. Looked good. They were up nine. And then a three-pointer at the buzzer, a nothing three kills the parlay. But we also went five and one on the player prop side. We had Chesterkin over in saves. We had Corey Perry point. Curry over four and a half threes. Morton over four and a half Ks. And Jordan Poole over 13 and a half points. The one L came from Trevor Story. Over one and a half bases, he finished with just one. And then as far as the golf side goes, we had a great week at the Memorial. Six and four on the head-to-head bets. We are up almost two units there. And then on the futures side, we are six and four, just shy of seven units up there. Guys like Neiman and Cantley finishing top 10 was huge. We had Horschel top 20. He wins the event outright. And then Corey Connors was the top Canuck for the week. So a great week as far as betting goes. But now let's get into our daily recap, the day that was recap. And it was a loaded day. This is going to be the majority of our episode today, starting with Boston and Golden State game one. Golden State was minus five and a half. They cover that and the under 213 and a half would have cashed for you as well. But yeah, 107 to 88. Steph, 29.6 rebounds, four assists. He got 17 from Poole, 12 and seven from Looney. And then Wiggins and Clay, neither of them played great, but they had 11 points each. On the Boston side, Tatum had 28 and six. He was only eight of 19 shooting. And Derek White gave them 12 off the bench. But Jalen Brown, just 17 points on five of 17 shooting. You just got to chalk this one up as a bad game. I mean, they lose the turnover battle 18 to 12. You can't do that against Golden State. Boston was just 15 of 43 on two-point shots. They were 38% from the field overall. Those numbers just aren't going to get it done. And it boils down to a lot of their role players. Marcus Smart with just two points. Al Horford with just two. We already mentioned Brown had a bad shooting night. You also, you won your game in Golden State. That That's the lone bright point here. You know, you played poorly in game two, whatever you came out flat. Now you got to go back to Boston and win both. You cannot afford to give up home court because uh, that's what you have now. I mean, you you get three of the last five games at home and you're all tied up. So if you take care of business in Boston, then this series is going to be over in six games. And on the Golden State side, this is what's so tough going up against them is that they just have so much depth. Like Clay was off and it didn't matter. Uh, Poole had a bad first half, lit it up in the second half. And guys like Wiggins... Uh, Kuminga, they, they're just a really deep team and that's what Golden State beats you with this year. So, uh, Boston game three, they got to win that one. Otherwise we could be in for, uh, maybe a shorter series. Who knows? Um, NHL wise, we did have a game three yesterday. Tampa Bay wins minus minus one ninety five was the line there. They win three to two. Vasilevsky made 28 saves in the win. They got goals from Kucherov and Stamkos, and then Paye scored in the final minute to clinch this one. Shesterkin was incredible once again, 48 saves in the loss. Just didn't get enough help. They went up 2-0 with Kreider and Zibinijad in the first period, but after that, they just ran out of gas, and they were they were in it. I mean, they were pretty even on the faceoffs and the hits, but as far as the shots go, 51-30. to So we'll see if Tampa Bay can win game four at the end of the day. Tampa's got to win one in New York, otherwise they'll be going home. So the two-time defending cup champs stay in this series with a 3-2 to victory. 
WNBA wise, we had the Lynx 84 to 77 over the Liberty. Great win for them. The Dream 175 to 66 over the Indiana Fever. The Sun win 93 to 86 over the Seattle Storm. That was probably the game of the day. Mercury 81 to 74 versus the Sparks. The Sky 91 to 82 versus the Mystics. And then my Vegas Aces 84 to 78 over the Dallas Wings. Memorial-wise, as we said, Billy Horschel, he pulls out the victory at Jack's place, minus 13. He just needed a final round 72 in order to win this event. He wins by four shots. Aaron Weiss was the closest one at minus nine. And then we had Cantley and Neiman top 10, and they were five back, six back, sorry, at minus seven. Going to be a fun week this week on the PGA Tour as they come up north here to Canada. Uh, This is the week before the U.S. Open. Normally, you don't have the best field here, but at St. George's Golf and Country Club in Toronto, there's going to be a lot of good golfers out there. You've got Scotty Scheffler, you've got Justin Thomas, and then you go down the list, Burns just won, Patrick Reed, Finau, Fitzpatrick, Hatton. It's a pretty talented field. Uh, No Dustin Johnson, obviously, because of everything to do with the Saudi Tour, as well as... uh, you know, his sponsorship with RBC, that that's a little bit of a dagger if you're DJ, but I don't think he's going to lose too much sleep over it given uh, the amount of money that he's pulling in from this Saudi league, $125 million. But when we're talking about MLB now, we'll run down the games from yesterday. Yankees won 5-4 to four against the Tigers in the 10th. Phillies 9-7 to seven versus the Angels. Pirates 3 to nothing versus the Diamondbacks. The Guardians 3-2 over the Orioles. The Twins 8-6 over Toronto. White Sox 6-5 over the Rays. Giants 5-1 over the Marlins. The Nationals 5-4 over the Reds. The Padres over the Brewers 6-4 in the 10th. Sorry, Rob, I gave you that Brewers play. And unfortunately, they blew it. Astros 7-4 versus the Royals. Mariners 6-5 over the Rangers in the 10th. Braves 8-7 over the Rockies. Red Sox 5-2 over the A's. The Mets 5-4 over the Dodgers in the 10th. And the Cardinals 5-3 over the Cubs in the 11th inning. And then when we're talking other news, it was a pretty loaded day as far as the other news goes. You've got Nadal who won on the men's side. But Iga Swiatek, I mean, she wins her 35th straight match. She beat Coco Goff in the final. So shout out to her for winning the women's side of the French Open as well. Kevin Na resigning from the PGA Tour over the weekend. He officially joins the Saudi Tour. I mean, he's right that they should be allowed to play where they want. Uh, These guys, at the end of the day, they're like independent contractors. But he was smart in what he did because I read this on Twitter. So he gets to keep his PGA Tour pension despite leaving. And it's because he resigned. And so he takes away the possibility of punishment. He's essentially retiring from the Tour. And so it's he's entitled to his post-career benefits, which is really smart on his part. I think we'll see a lot more guys do this now. Nas not going to be the last one, I'm sure, in that regard. Canada men's soccer, they striked, and they did not play yesterday over compensation dispute. They won a 40% share of the $10 million that they are supposed to get from FIFA for qualifying for the World Cup. But there's a lot more to it than this. They wanted a transparent review of their broadcasts. They wanted better travel for their family to Qatar, which I completely understand. This might be one of our only chances to go to a World Cup. And so they want to have their family and friends there. Um, They wanted a pay structure between the men's and women's team. They want to pay them equally per World Cup match. 
that's to be honest, that's going to benefit a lot more on the women's side, given they are the better team as far as world ranking goes. And they want to develop a women's soccer league as well, which is completely understandable. We're trying to get the Canadian uh, soccer league off the ground up here. And so why not try and develop a women's league as well? Uh, We need to continue to grow the game here, especially if we're going to be competing on the world stage moving forward in soccer. So uh, shout out to the men's team for that. They have a game coming up in a few days. It sounds like they're still working with them on it, but we may not see them play again uh, for a little bit here. Wales, they reached the World Cup. They won one to nothing over Ukraine. It's a shame the result, not because I'm not happy for Wales. I mean, this is their first World Cup since 1958. So no shame to them. It's just, it would have been such a great story to see Ukraine get there, given everything that's happening in the world in Ukraine. Yarmolenko with the own goal in the 34th. They outplayed them most of the game as well. Unfortunately, Wales wins this one and Ukraine is heading home, uh, not heading to the World Cup. Evander Kane gets a one-game suspension for boarding on Nazem Kadri. I completely agree with the suspension. This is a situation where if it's a star player, they probably don't suspend them, but Kane doesn't have that kind of leeway given his history. And unfortunately, it was a dirty play. He shouldn't have been in there uh, doing what he did to Kadri. Quinn Snyder, at the last point here, he resigned from the Utah Jazz as well, which could be pretty telling moving forward. The Jazz are adamant that they are not shopping Donovan Mitchell, but he's not happy there. So whoever they hire, they're going to need Mitchell's blessing if they're going to want to keep him moving forward. We'll see if he's there, if Gobert's there. There could be rough times ahead for this Utah team, or if they make the right hire, maybe they can reconcile some of these differences and Utah can continue to be a contender in the Western Conference. Now, let's talk big games on the slate today. We've got, as we said, a bit of a lighter day. No WNBA today, no NBA today. And so we're just talking some hockey, some soccer, and some baseball as well. So game four tonight between Colorado and Edmonton. This Kane suspension is huge for an Edmonton team that's down 3-0. They're playing in Edmonton tonight. Looks like we're going to see Mike Smith on the Edmonton side. And we're going to see Darcy Kemper on the Colorado side of things. Uh, neither goalie's been great, but the over-underline, it's been hovering around that 7-7.5 seven, seven line most of the series. It's now dropped to 6.5 after the last couple of games. So if you're looking to bet it today, I kind of like the over on that uh, with Kemper and Smith in a, in a must-win game for Edmonton. I think they come out firing, but... That's my thoughts on that game. Nations League, we've got two big games up on the slate today. You've got Austria and Denmark. They both won their opening group matches as pretty big underdogs. Austria won 3 to nothing over Croatia, and Denmark won 2-1 to over France. They were even down one nothing, and then two goals in the second half to win it. So that's a big one on the betting side of things. Um, if I had to lean one of these two teams... I would probably be leaning on the Denmark side of things. Denmark's plus 155 and Austria's plus 175. The draw at plus 235 is also a bit enticing as well. And then Croatia versus France today. Both of them started 0-1 in the group. Uh, France comes in as the favorites despite being the road team. Croatia plus 270 while France is minus 105. So with that, there's no game lines that we're leaning but waiting on because... 
let's face it, we're recording a little bit later in the day. We normally record a little bit earlier, and so you want to wait to see where betting lines are at. We're comfortable with where these lines are at today, especially on a lighter day of betting. And so we're going to get right into things by talking about our competitive lay of the day. This is our daily three-team parlay. No odds worse than minus 150. Only looking to put out winners here. And so, as we always say, our player prop lines are the ones that we post on Twitter. And we have been posting the, the competitive lay there as well. So let's get into it with our first pick, which is the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Cincinnati Reds over 10 today at minus 105. Madison Bumgarner going for Arizona. He's 2-4 and four on the year with a 3.31 ERA. I do think he's an older veteran. I think he's due for one of those days where he gives up quite a few runs early on. I think that could be today against Cincy. And you got Hunter Green on the other side, who's 2-7 and seven with a 6.19 ERA. So he's going to give up plenty of runs as well. I think we see this game around 5-3 to three by the time the starting pitchers are gone. And then they add some more off these bullpens. Not great bullpens for either team. And so I like the over 10 at minus 105. Also rolling with France, Moneyline versus Croatia. This one kicks off in a couple hours time here. But it's a must-win game for both teams. France is the more talented side. I think this becomes a 3-0 or 3-1 type scoreline, even on the road. It would be pretty crazy if they lose because then France would be in a spot where they could potentially get relegated here uh, down to the B side of the Nations League. I just don't see it happening. There's too much talent with Benzema and Mbappe and a lot of other guys. So I like France money line today at minus 105. And then the Colorado Avalanche money line versus Edmonton today at minus 140. I do think that the Kane loss is huge in a must-win game for Edmonton. Mike Smith hasn't been great this series. Colorado just has too much firepower. I think they're the deeper team. They've got the better forward core. They've got the better defense. And somehow they have the better goalie. And that's not saying a lot given the way that Kemper has played. But I just like the value today. Minus 140. I think the sweep happens today with Colorado ending it in four games. And so the odds on that parlay are plus 553. All those betting lines coming from our betting partners at Bet99. Use promo code SHOOTERS at sign up. And then our alternate play, if there's a rain delay or no play in that Arizona and Cincinnati game, rolling with Angels money line versus Boston at minus 120. I'm trusting Thor. I'm trusting Noah Syndergaard to get it done today versus Waka on the other side for Boston. I just think it's a great pitching matchup today, and I favor the Angels here. But with that, that caps off today's show of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. We'll be recording a little bit later tomorrow as well. We're on holidays for a couple days here before heading back to work Wednesday. So taking advantage of these days off. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast.